Welcome to Life Center Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about this podcast and our church, visit lifecenternyc.com. Thank you. Bless the Lord. It's my uh, honor and privilege to welcome our guest this morning. Latasha Robinson was a, a part of our family for a season. God took her and uh, called her to a, a foreign, foreign from us, but called her to Europe to, to plan to work in France. And, uh, you know, how many know that God is doing a work in Europe? Yeah. Amen. Oh, come on. Come on. You know, for so long, especially I think uh, Western Europe had become so secularized and uh, just kind of hard for the gospel to go forth. But God's doing something, you know, like when sometimes when shakings and things happen and force us to our knees to pray, we recognize that we need God. And, uh, and, and God's doing something and he's raising up voices and people and sending people. And we've always known that this house is going to be a sending house. So it's not surprising to me that Sometimes key people that you feel like, oh, we can build with these people. God says, well, I had other plans. <laughs> and it's, it's good because God's plans are so, so much better than our plans. And, uh, and that's so key. So without much further ado, I'm going to welcome up Latasha. Come on up here. Give her a big Life Center welcome. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Latasha. I thank you for who she is and what she carries. And she's just a blessing to our family and to this community and uh, we just receive her and receive all you've uh, imparted unto her in Jesus' name. Amen. Hi, guys. Okay. So a little bit of a disclaimer here. Um, I cannot see you guys. I left, I'm pretty sure my glasses are in the Uber that I took last night. And so if I have not greeted you and you're like, I know Latasha knows me, it's because I can't see you. <laughs> it's not because I don't love you. So I just wanted to say that. I don't want to be, why didn't she? And you guys have masks on. So this is just, it's just blue and black masks. That's what you look like. Um, thank you so much, Pastor Bill, for that, for that welcome. Um, oh, there's so many things I want to do. And I'm going to do what Jesus wants me to do. Um, hmm. Don't ever be afraid to wait on him. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. So first thing I want to do is, um, I wrote a book, guys. Um, I, I know that a lot of us were like the world was kind of slowing down during the pandemic. It was not slowing down for me. And so I wrote a book. It's called The Prophetic Processing Toolkit. Um, it is available at Amazon. And I wanted to give it to someone whose birthday or anniversary is today or in the past week. Anybody? No, you guys aren't, no anniversaries, no birthdays. Your mom's birthday? No, I'm kidding. Um, 
The last two weeks, the last month. Who's born in July? <laughs> How about that? July? Birthdays? Okay. There's this gentleman, or what, did you have your hand raised? June? July? Okay. July birthday? Here? Um, yep. That's great. Thank you so much. Um, I, I love um, sewing into, especially if you feel like you have a prophetic call. This book I wrote because oftentimes, um, oftentimes people get prophetic words and they're like, okay, what now? <laughs> what do I do? And so I really feel like God said, begin to help people to process their prophetic words, to begin to walk out that calling um, in God. And so, yeah, I hope that you enjoy that book. Um, I also have one for Bill and Tammy, so thank you so much for having me. I love that. And you can get it on Amazon. Um, hmm. Holy Spirit, what next? Okay. So I was kind of laughing at myself about not having my glasses. I've never forgotten my glasses in my life because everyone's blurry when I do. And I was like, Lord, what was that? That's such a weird, that's so weird. <laughs> Why can't I, what, that's weird, Lord. And the Lord said to me, do you remember how I taught you? I'll explain it a little better. When I'm in France, which is where I, I was called to from, the, from here, from this house, I did not speak French when I was first called there. As a matter of fact, I still, <laughs> struggle to speak French. And I remember thinking, Lord, why would you send someone who doesn't speak French to France? It does not make sense. And the Lord said to me, because I don't want you to depend on yourself to communicate. I want you to walk in a level of dependence with me where even communication, you have to believe me for it. And I thought, that's scary. <laughs> Glad you didn't tell me that before. <laughs> so I'm like, what? And so as I was thinking about this today, I said, okay, so it's, what does that mean for my glasses? And he said, you know, there is a level where even seeing has to come from dependence. And I thought, But isn't it important that we are able to stand on our own, God, right? You want us to be mature. You want us to grow. And he said, yeah, but even in your growth, there's still the value for family. Like sons and daughters become fathers and mothers. They never are without family. And as I was thinking about that, I said, okay, so how do you begin to trust God and trust community for the very basic things of communication and seeing? How do we do that? And I said, it's so uncomfortable, God. And he said, exactly, it's uncomfortable. Okay, 
And he said, he reminded me of something he said to me before I went away to France. I was sitting on my couch in my apartment up in Harlem, and he said, Latasha, either comfort is your God or I am. And I swallowed real hard, <laughs> and I thought, huh, okay, you are my God. And then he shipped me off to France. <laughs> okay, Lord, what's my point? I feel like in this house, there's, there's coming a level of understanding dependence upon one another. And even what Ogo did when she said, you know, if you, if you have um, a financial need, stand up. Let's, let's be intentional about sowing into that. In our culture, we often, we often are so tied to our independence our ability to stand on our old two feet, think like a man, arise, be strong. And I feel like God's trying to say, yes, be those things and choose to depend on one another and choose to depend on me. And that, that's uncomfortable. I like being able to be like, yes, I have it all together. Look at me. And that is something that I feel like through this pandemic, as we've all been sort of isolated, the value of the family has been more and more distinct. Because I can't actually do anything I'm doing in France without you. I'm going to say that again because I think you need to hear it. I know that I'm in France and that's far away, but I can't actually do anything in France without you. Not just your money. Not just you physically being there. But being a part of the family of God, that's important. Me standing here is depending upon the prayers of the fathers and mothers who are in my life who love me. And I, I just, I want us to pray before we begin. And just to remind you that you're not on your own. It may sometimes feel that way, but you are not alone. It may be so easy right now to disconnect from one another. And especially since we've been kind of talking to computer screens for the last couple of, <laughs> of months, it's like, oh, I realize there's a whole host of people in my life I've never met in person. I'm like, wait a minute, didn't we? No, we've never met. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> but I feel like I know you. Um, and that's fine, but I just feel like there's something about the connection of us being together, right? And I feel like God is just really speaking to us about don't give up on each other. We are people of different experiences, differing opinions. We have been raised in different circumstances. I'm from Detroit. I mean, Detroit's a little different than New York, right? <laughs> But 
It's us, it's the connection that we have that makes us the body, that actually causes the kingdom to come. It was Jesus sending them out two by two and them coming back and reporting to him the signs, the wonders, and the miracles that they saw together. And him being so excited at their excitement for seeing the release of the kingdom. And so I'm just going to do this and we're going to pray. But if you feel like you've been disconnected, like it's been hard for you to connect, especially during this time, if you feel like even to trust has been difficult, mm, if you feel like it's just been, you just had a, a tough time during this pandemic and you felt isolated, I want you to stand up. If you feel like giving up on the family of God, if you feel like Christians have lost their mind, which I felt that way a couple <laughs> times, two or three times during this season, I've been like, what are we doing again? Jesus, right? Are we? Where's Jesus? Okay, Jesus, where are you? Please hurry up and show up. Um, if you felt discouraged, I just want you to stand up. If you felt disappointed, if you felt disappointed, huh, there is a grace today for that. If you felt like this just this season has been a bunch of drama and you don't know what to make of it, <laughs> please stand. <laughs> the other half, they're like, I just, I'm just saying. <laughs> You're like, where is this coming from? If you felt traumatized during this season, mm. Now, I'm going to read Luke 117 over you. Which means because it's important. Mm. And we're going to take all of our feelings, all of our opinions, all the stuff that we've been feeling, all the things I just named, and we're going to give it to the one person that can do something about it. In Luke 1.17, it says, It is he who will go as a forerunner before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah. He's talking about um, John the Baptist here. To turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children. And I feel it in my spirit. I see it in the spirit. I feel like the father is turning towards you. He's turning towards you and he's putting his full focus and attention on your issue. You might think it's a small matter, but he does not. 
and if, and I feel him putting his full weight and attention on you. It's like he's it's like he's turning towards you and he's locking eyes with you. And he's allowing you to just tell him about this issue and release it to him. But releasing it to him will require trust because you are going to have to trust that the Lord is going to do something about it or he is going to reframe and refit your thinking because of it. See, oftentimes we run away from pain and God is saying, no, no, don't run away because sometimes pain, well, almost all the time, pain is an indication that something is wrong. And we don't have to pretend like nothing's wrong. Because he's a good, good father. And so I just want you, as a prophetic act, to just begin, whether it's handing that thing over to him. Listen, be real with him. One of the things I can't, let me tell you something. This is Latasha. I can't stand when people pretend like, well, you know, I'm going to be Jesus. Just listen. He is your father. You can be real with him. Please. You don't have to, like, fix a prayer that you think he would want to hear. Because he already know how you feel. He's seen you in your rawest. I'm just telling you. So I want you to just take it, whatever that thing is, whatever the feeling has been, and I want you to feel your father turning towards you and saying, daughter, son, what is it? What is it what you want to say? How have you been feeling? Tell me. I'm not afraid of your fear. I'm not afraid of your doubts. I'm not afraid of the shame you may be feeling. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of your opinion. I'm not afraid of your disappointment. I'm not afraid of your disillusionment. I'm not afraid of hard questions. I'm not. And I want you to just allow yourself as I pray to release it. We're not here to fix it. We're here to connect you to the one that can. This isn't a, let me give you a solution. This is a, let's send you to the person, the, the one being in the universe who can, who can answer those questions. Us ministers, we get too attached to having all the answers to your questions. And we have to start giving, we have to start allowing you to be with the one who is the answer. So Father God, I love you. And you've got some kids in this room who have questions, who have disappointments, who feel disillusioned, who don't understand what's happening in the body right now. Everything just feels like we're being pulled in a thousand different direction and we don't know what to believe or what to think. And being a family right now feels really hard. 
And it feels so easy for some of us to just want to walk away. But Father God, I just prophesy it even now. Hey, that we will not emerge from this time broken and disconnected, but we will be even more connected because that is what your spirit does. Father God, for those who are feeling the disillusionment, the disappointment, God, I ask that you would begin to show them, ha, what the truth is. And I ask that you would release the comfort of the Holy Spirit, the peace of the Holy Spirit, the joy of the Holy Spirit. If you've lost your joy, please stand up. If you've lost your joy during this time, like you really aren't feeling joyful and you might already be standing, but like Father God, we right now ask for the restoration of joy <laughs> because the joy of the Lord is our strength and we feel weak because we are not flowing in your joy. So we right now release it right now in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, ha. We thank you. It's not that you were ever turned away, but you have to show us sometimes that you're available. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we release the healing balm over disappointment, over the brokenness, over the fear in this season, in the name of Jesus. And I also release the grace to dream again. Hey. Because disappointment, I see it. It was like disappointment was here and you couldn't see around it. And now that it's moved, the, you can see the path forward. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we break the power of disappointment. We break it. We will see the truth about every situation that we felt disappointed over. And Lord, if there are people in this room that have disappointed us, help us to go to them during the service, after the service, and clear it up. God, we will not be separated from one another. Father God, we release your joy, Lord, at the root God, where we have been afraid to trust one another, where we've been afraid to trust you because of wounds from our father and our mother, because of shame, we ask right now that you would pour out your peace and your healing. We thank you for your love, God. We thank you that you are a father that is concerned and that you care. And we release it right now. Hmm. We release it. We release that healing. We release the Holy Spirit to come and simply breathe on us. Ooh. Breathe on every area. Breathe on, breathe on every area of joylessness every pain and we give you the glory the honor and the praise for your healing being poured out today Ooh, I just saw a big thing of honey just 
a drop of it just drop into the room. That's just the sweetness of his goodness. Can you just feel his love? Just He's like, hey, I'm here. You've been trying to handle all of this stuff on your own. What are you doing? <laughs> I only gave you two arms for a reason. It's okay to need help. It's okay to ask for help. So, Father God, we release that. We release your heart into the room. And we thank you. We thank you, Father, for your love in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys can be seated if you can. I want to tell you a story, and I like to tell stories. So March of last year, I go down to Chicago. I'm in Detroit. That's where I'm from. I told you guys. And I'm going to go get my visa for France. And I'm going to France. And it's going to be awesome. I'm going to France. The Lord's going to pour out. God is going to do a work in France. Amen. He called me to France. I'm going to France. I'm going to get my visa. I'm going to France. And I get back from Chicago on March 30th. No, it was like March 18th. I look at the news. And they're like, yeah, we're closing the borders. <laughs> you, you closing the borders to the Michigan? No, to the United States. What? Huh. How am I going to get back to France at the borders? I don't think I can. Can I go to Canada? You know? And so I'm like, all right, I'm in Detroit. It'll only be 30 days. It's fine. One year later. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I'm in a very long TikTok. This is, <laughs> this is nuts. And I'm like, hmm, okay, Lord, well, maybe you've got some work for me to do in Detroit, except for we can't go anywhere or talk to anybody or be around other humans. Huh, all right. So I started running things remotely for my team in Paris and I said, all right, hmm, okay. And through a set of circumstances, something happened. I was staying with my aunt, and I decided I was going to go stay with my father. And I've never lived with my father before in my life. 39 years old, never lived with my dad. Not since I was like one or two, and of course I don't remember that. And I was nervous. I was thinking, well, God, if he's mean, then I'm going to be in so many sozos again. <sighs> Jesus, do I really? I don't know, God. And um, so I decided to go. And it was the best thing. And I realized something about God. One, he works all things together for our good. Yeah. Right? But there are things I would have never known about myself or my father if I had not had this past year. Mm -hmm. I have the pleasure of preaching and teaching 
all over the place. And I, I could very easily get enamored by my own anointing. Gosh, I'm so awesome. And what I discovered was that there was a part of this that had been incomplete and I didn't know it because I didn't have my dad in the way that I could have my whole life. Why am I bringing this up? It wasn't just me turning my heart towards my dad. It was him turning his heart towards me. It was experiencing what it was like to be a daddy's girl. And I am a daddy's girl. I, make, I am not ashamed. And it was the first time in 39 years that I really realized what it was like to be covered by your father. I knew it. I had gone through inner healing because of it. But I mean to really, really experience it. And I realized that the Heavenly Father likes for our lives to be complete. And that so much of what we do is kind of like, well, this is missing, so we kind of have to make do. Right? Which can, for some of us, put us into survival mode. And I had recognized in myself this rooting in my identity and knowing who my father was, really knowing my father, knowing that he likes to, you know, smoke cigars, although I don't like that that much. <laughs> and recognizing that we both love action movies. Please cancel all rom-coms. Give me some plane crashes and things blowing up. I'm very good. I'm happy. Realizing that we were dissimilar in so many ways, this, this other part of my identity that I had never experienced before. What's your point, Latasha? <laughs> the Lord, he is all about family. And he's all about identity. And for most of us, in, in this culture at least, our names, our, our actual last names, come generally from our fathers. Our identity is rooted in who our father is. And I realized that there was a part of me that I didn't understand because I didn't know my father. And this is a prophetic picture of how I think some of us have been we're talking about God. We're doing stuff for God. But we don't really know our father, though. We're, we're called by his name, but not intimate. And I realized that the Lord was not just after me knowing who my father was, but he was after the intimacy. And I feel like this this promise in Luke 117, it's becoming the foundation of the prophetic for me in this season. Because I want to give prophetic words. I want to do prophetic ministry that turns the hearts of the children. 
I want to do the kind of prophetic. I love teaching the prophetic, but I want to do, I want to be a part of the kind of prophetic ministry that turns the hearts of the fathers back to the children. And I started to think about this and I was like, okay, God, like, what's, why though? Why this? Because, I mean, we've had this verse forever. We, you know, so much of the house of prayer is based off of this Luke 117, right? And I started to realize that the Lord wanted us to give us a deeper revelation of what does that mean? especially for the prophetic movement in this season. And I felt like God was saying, what do you want? Because we can prophesy and be very divisive. We can prophesy from that place. Or we can, give the, we can have the kinds of prophetic ministry that actually begins to bring us together that doesn't ignore situations, but actually causes us to come into a unity with each other. That is what the spirit of Elijah was meant to pour out. It wasn't just praying, it wasn't just prophesying, it was saying, come home. Go into the refrigerator, eat food, laugh with your father, watch action movies. Okay, that's a bad example, maybe. <laughs> And I feel like that's what the Lord wants today. There is a call to come home. And I don't mean like come home just, okay, like we're sitting in church and we're here. I mean like come home. Come home to the arms of the Father who's waiting for you with good food, along with Jesus and Holy Spirit. And he's calling us, come home. And I kept feeling like, well, what would keep us from come, coming home, God? I mean, you got good food at your house. Macaroni and cheese. Oh, just, oh, God, I have to. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Someone said, I'm so hungry now. I am, I apologize. come home. What does that mean? What does it mean to be at home with the father? Well, it means that you trust him. You trust him with your seeing. You trust him with your ability to communicate. You trust him with all of the things that you think you should already know how to do already. And so sometimes coming back to basics is I'm just going to come home. I'm just going to come home and sit with my dad and learn about the family again. Because, see, we've transitioned through this pandemic. And the things we thought we knew about each other the things we thought we knew about what it means, I'm not talking about you know, foundational stuff like Jesus. We're not changing that. But I just mean 
The things we thought we knew about what it meant to be a part of the body of Christ is changing. And we can either resist that or we can start to ask questions again. God, what does it mean to be a part of your body? What does it mean to be connected together with all of our history, with all of the things? Lord, what does it mean? And so I've been asking myself that, why, why would the prophetic be based on turning the hearts of the fathers back? And the, the hearts of the children back? How did the hearts get disconnected in the first place. And I watched this time of so much division and so much unrest, even in the body, and I thought, oh, okay, this is how. And so, as I was home, with my father, watching him, he's, he is obsessed with his grass also. Like, what is that? Men, what is that? He's obsessed with it. He's, he works like 50 hours a week and he goes, comes home and he messing with the grass. I'm like, but why, dad? I don't understand you. <laughs> I think it's like, I think it relaxes him somehow. I, I don't feel relaxed when I'm doing work. I feel not relaxed. Um, which is why I go to the spa and he goes into the yard. But here's the point. It was watching what my father loved. It was understanding what makes him function, what makes him tick. It was the very basic thing of just being present in the room with him. And I feel like that's where God wants us to be. We know a lot about the father. We know he loves us. But I think it's a season of really beginning to look at him again. To say, Father, I know that I know a lot about you already, but what is it? Some, there's got to be something here that I don't know. Because you're moving in a way I don't realize. You're doing something new. What does that look, what, who are you? Who are you, God? Like, at the core of it, who are you? Because I thought I knew a year and a half ago, and now I'm not so sure. <laughs> and instead of me just wanting you to be back where I was before, where I understood, mm, who are you, God? What are you doing? Help me understand you. Help me trust you. When you move in a way I don't understand, that makes me uncomfortable. And so I get to return to France on Tuesday Woohoo! Thank you, Lord. It's been a long time of sitting on Zoom and getting fat. It's been a long time of that. I said, oh, we're just, and then I'm in the Motor City. 
So no one is walking anywhere. At least you can walk to the corner. I can't walk. I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm going to be the whale in the story of Jonah. Just so <laughs> much extra. I'm just literally sitting here all day long, eating chips on Zoom all day. Okay. So... Let's look at him. I feel like this is a season where we're going to study the father again. We're going to get to know him again. It's not that you don't know him. I'm not saying you're not saved. I'm saying that there are times where he does things so different that you have to almost go back and be like, okay, do I know how to pray for this season? Do I really know how to pray? Because... I don't feel like I know how to pray. You ever been there? You ever felt like you were in kindergarten again in the spirit? Where you're like, um, I used to be able to do that, and that used to work. That don't work no more. I used to be able to, you know, seven hours, and just place the floor, and then I'd see breakthrough, but that's not working anymore. Huh. Wait, I used to be able to prophesy like this, and then and this would happen, and now it doesn't exactly work the way that I thought it was. Why? Because you are hitting graduation, and you can't apply kindergarten principles in the first grade. They're really meant to be built off of, right? So every level builds on another. But then when you hit, when you hit 12th grade, you go to college, and you don't always know what skills to apply in college. Okay, do I need my, my algebra skills or my calculus? Or did I even take calculus? Okay, wait, maybe I need to. Oh, oh okay, let me, let me. Wait, what? And when you graduate, yeah, you will apply some of the other skills. But there are some times where there are things that you have not learned. And it feels like you're starting over again. I was in um, a couple of, uh, in the month of May, May 2nd, I got ordained. And this was the strange, Jesus tricked me, by the way. Let me just tell you. I was not trying to get ordained. Um, and I remember them praying and laying hands on me. And I get out and I'm like, I feel like I don't know a lot. I, I feel like I was okay at my last level. I understood what it meant to be who I was. This is, this feels new. This feels strange. I don't know the rules here. How do I engage in this new place? Because it's not about the ordination, it's about the mindset shift. And I feel like for some of you, and really for all of you, this is a season where there's some things that you've learned and you want so to depend on them. And God's like, nope. Come sit at my feet again. You see this area? This is the play pen for your new season where you got to learn some new skills. Here's the building blocks. Here's the table set. Here's the you, you guys ever get those books, you know, the, the books where you write, you do the practice like the math problems and all that? My mom made me a nerd. It's fine. 
She used to be like, first grade? Here's books on algebra or something. It was, it was strange. But there's a season where you have to learn again. And you can't be afraid. You can't be afraid of what you don't know. And these kinds of seasons, they determine whether you loved God or you loved being an expert. Because if you loved being an expert, this is going to be a real special season. But if you love God, you go, okay, all right. I don't know what I'm doing. I think you know that. Cool. Let's do this not know what I'm doing thing together. And then God says, and also you won't go alone. So here's where we're going to pray. <laughs> How many of you feel like you've been in a reset? Yeah. You're like, what are we doing now? I don't understand. And if that's you, I want you to stand. He's resetting it. That's why you feel uncomfortable. I, I promise. It's not because you're, you're crazy. He's resetting it because it's season for a reset. And I just want you to just, I want you to let your, hand, your arms hang. And I just want you to be okay. Just let it go. I don't know stuff. I'm letting go. I'm letting go of what it means to know stuff. I'm releasing myself from being, from needing to be an expert. And God, I want you to say this to him out loud. Father, I give you permission. Ha! To reset me. <laughs> yep. Wow. And I just want you to put your hand over your heart and I want you to say heart. I give you permission to trust God again. I feel like there's there's some of you that are afraid of this because you've experienced some things in the last season that hasn't made God feel so trustworthy. Or maybe you had a, 
maybe you've had some things like me with my dad where he wasn't in your life. So trusting him as a father has been difficult. Wow. Trusting fathers have been difficult, especially right now, where you feel, especially if you feel like you've been disappointed by fathers. If that's you, I want you to make sure you're standing. Wow. And I just want you to talk to the Father right now. And I want you to say, God, there's so many things I don't understand, but I give you permission. I'm okay with kindergarten. <laughs> I'm okay. Wow. I'm okay with not knowing. I'm okay with not understanding everything. I give you permission to teach me new math. to teach me new languages. For some of you, there, there's a missional call on this house. I, I give you permission to teach me languages and I don't know what they're for yet. Mm. I give you permission to put a new calling on me. There's, there's a new equipping that's coming because you're on a new mission. He said, you've been trying to stick to your old mission and you need to give me permission to give you a new mission. There's some, there is also, there's some of you, you are called to inner healing and deliverance. You, you feel like you're that person that's always getting, um, like the homeless people seem to find you. And the Lord is saying, don't run from that call. I know you don't understand it, but I'm going to teach you. The Lord is just breaking off trauma in the room. Yeah, if you've, you've experienced trauma, I'm going to invite the ministry team to come. If you've been experiencing trauma, he's just... He's just breaking off trauma in the room. There's a ministry of reconciliation that's happening. 
for some of you if you if you've had a difficult relationship with your father or mother i just want you to put your hand on your heart as i feel like the lord he wants to minister reconciliation and healing to your heart and that same i just release it i release that same grace that i had with my dad that even if your father isn't here anymore, even if there's, there's not a way for you to reconnect with him in the same way, that you would experience the love of the father. I release that grace. That you would see the father's heart turn towards you and that you would turn your hearts towards him. I also feel this very strongly. If you, if you have been, you know, like, disconnected from your father, maybe you had an argument, something, I really want to encourage you to reach out to them. I'm not going to say that they're going to be perfect because my dad is not. But what I am going to say is that even if you don't know it, you need them. So if you can, and it's safe, right? Because I understand there are dynamics Reach out to your dad. Love on them. I know it's hard. They're not perfect. Parents, how many of you parents in the room have discovered that being a parent is tough? <laughs> I'm just a spiritual mama, and I'd be like, whose kids are these? <laughs> oh. Father God, I release right now that grace to reconcile with our fathers. Lord, where they have disappointed us, help us to forgive them. I, I, I just feel like some of you need to do that right now. Just, Father, I choose to forgive my father. I just feel like there's, there's a level of just choosing. I, listen, I get it. They're probably going to do something next week that's going to drive you mad. <laughs> fathers are very good at that but they're also so good at loving us so father god i ask that you would release a grace in this place for us to re be reconciled with our fathers for our hearts as their kids to turn towards them oh we release that grace Lord, let there be grace in our communication. Let there be grace. Let there be grace in our connection to them. In Jesus' name. Last story I'm going to tell, then I'm going to turn this over to Bill and Tammy. Not only did I connect with my dad, my earthly father. Yeah, you can sit. I also, I had not spoken to my very first spiritual father in 10 years. I went back to Detroit and re reconnected. And I realized that the Lord wasn't just restoring the natural connection of fathers 
but also the spiritual connection with fathers. And it was, a, it was crazy because I got to share with them all of the adventure of France and starting a ministry and now we're expanding to other nations. I, I, I was like, this is crazy. And he said, I, I always saw that in you. I said, how come you ain't tell me? <laughs> I've been thinking I've been crazy for the last five years. Thanks. And he said, there are some things that you're meant to discover. And there, were, there was a season where you were not ready to hear that. And so in this restoration that the Lord is doing, he's saying, there are things that you're ready to hear now that I wasn't going to tell you a year and a half ago, that I wasn't going to tell you two years ago or five years ago or in 2008 there's things you're ready to hear now. See, I had to take you apart for a year and, and put you with the Father so that you would not get your identity from what you do. See, you got to know what it's like to sit with the Father and watch action movies so that you know you're a daughter, you're a son no matter what. Going to France doesn't make me a daughter. Knowing who my father is makes me a daughter. And I didn't do anything to earn that. And so I feel like for some of you, it's about breaking that performance. I know we're in New York City, everything is like tied to performance, you know. How well can you do everything? You've got to be the top, the best. The Father doesn't require that of you. And listen, he sends people I would not. Like, what? <laughs> Have you ever looked at somebody and said, the Lord called you to do that? All right. Wow. He will use anyone. I feel that way about myself. I'm like, huh, yeah, you will use anybody, Lord. I am scared for me and you together. <laughs> like, you use people who lose their glasses in Ubers. You did that? I don't, why did you take your glasses off in the Uber? I don't know. What were you thinking? No idea. Go to France. Start a ministry, you. Okay, well, that's fine. Why? Because you can, you will, you must understand who you are. Your identity is the key. It's really what the enemy is afraid of, by the way. Kingdom believers being connected and knowing who they are, there's nothing that can stop you. So if you've been struggling with performance, if you've been struggling and you don't feel rooted in my father loves me no matter what I do, 
whether I go and I do amazing things for the kingdom or I am sitting here or if I'm called to a normal job, whatever it looks like, you have to be rooted in that. Because the assignments God is giving now is not one size fits all. They're strategic for you. And so if you're trying to be like someone else, if I tried to be Bill, it'd be very difficult because one, I'd, you know, not a very tall, handsome white man, first of all. <laughs> Second of all. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was great. That made my heart happy. Message done. This is awesome. <laughs> but we couldn't be each other because we have different functions. And his function is important. And my function is important. And we have to release ourselves from trying to function like someone else. And you learn that being with the Father. You learn that sitting there going, why are you doing this grass again? I don't understand this. Well, you know, I learn a lot from gardening. Do you now? <laughs> what do you learn? Patience, how to finish a project, how to be focused, how to grow things, how to create. I won't even see the fruit of this to a year from now, but I know it's coming, so it teaches me how to have expectation. Oh, that's a lot from gardening. I'm gonna go watch TV now. So if that's you, if you've been struggling with just sitting with the Father, even if it's just like I just feel so distracted and I can't, I can't seem to just focus on him, right? I want you to stand up and we're going to pray. Okay. So I know you probably think you got to do something because I just asked you to stand up, but I want you. The only thing I want you to do just Father, I receive your love. I receive your love. I receive the love of the Father. I choose to. I choose to be a receptor of your love. And I'm going to pray. Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, I break off every voice of the accuser. I break off every voice of that boss who keeps telling you, do it like this. You need to do it like this. Okay, three different. Okay, that's not right. That, that taunting, tormenting, perfectionist voice, hush. Go in the name of Jesus.
that voice that's been accusing you, why would God send you anywhere? You're not perfect. You, you did this last week. We silence that voice. And Lord, we release that covering in the spirit of peace that follows them wherever they go, that goodness and mercy that follows them wherever they go, where they never have to perform again, but they can rest. They can rest and know that you are taking care of them, job or not, that you are their provider. There's some of you in here, the performance actually has been blocking your creativity. So we just release it. <laughs> we release that creativity Ooh, that's been being blocked. I don't know. I feel like someone's involved in design. The Holy Spirit's just releasing a new level of creativity over you. Hey. And he's unblocking. Ooh. There's a new level of creativity he wants to bring you into. And he's just unblocking and unlocking that creativity to come. He's saying, don't worry, the ideas are going to flow. You're going to see garments and patterns in ways that you haven't seen them before. I don't know if anyone is involved in IT or the sciences, but there's a technical grace that's getting ready to come on you where you're going to be able to see programs and apps and things that you've never seen before. It's actually just been hiding behind that thing in you that's like, I need to get this right. And then it's getting kicked out. And so now you're going to be able to flow. and make tech, the technical advances that you're supposed to make. There's, there's someone in here, the Lord is giving you, an, an, a, it's literally an invention, and you don't think it works, but it does. And he's saying, go back and look at the diagram again. Go look at the schematic again. Wow. It will work. And I just want you to feel the love of your father. Wow. I want you to feel it. He wants it to permeate who you are. He says, daughter, son, I'm redefining success for you. Success is going to be my presence. When you get in your office and you're able to get in my presence, you're going to know that you're successful. And I feel like he says, I'm calling you to speak to your bosses. You're going to prophesy, but you're going to prophesy through the very gift that they hired you for. And you're going to move. There's going to be a level, this something like technical specifications that you're going to see that they're going to be like, how did you do that? And you're going to be able to say, well, God gave it to me. 
And I felt like the father said, don't be afraid. Don't be surprised when miracle signs and wonders break out in your office. <laughs> Lord, you, you, you do what you want to do. That's what you do. That's amazing. I received that for myself. There are people that you've been praying for in your office that the Lord wants to speak to because of the excellence, not the performance. And he's releasing the spirit of excellence over you right now in the name of Jesus. That, that excellence, the same thing that was that Moses, um, when they built the temple, they had, and they had this ability to have technical excellence, artistic excellence excellence there's a release of that right now in the room there's some of you you have businesses you're supposed to start there's an entrepreneurial thing on you and you've been afraid to go after it because you know you don't want to look foolish I get it but that business is actually going to create jobs it's going to be an entity that the Lord is going to use to bless the kingdom And he says, daughter, son, I want you to know my heart is for you. I know it's been a rough season. I know you haven't understood a lot. And now it feels like the pressure is on, like I really need to be good because if I, there's just so much. We just shoo that out of the room and we release the peace of the living God over you. That verse in Malachi 3 says, I'm turning the hearts of the father back to the hearts of the children and the hearts of the children back to the father. This is the most basic, amazing prophetic principle. It is family. So Father God, I as I close, I just release that grace and that covering for family. Hey, that we would have our hearts turned one towards another in love, that we would submit to one another in love, that we would receive the peace and the love of the Father and then release that amongst one another. And we thank you, Lord, for all that you're gonna do through us. Thank you for the reset. Wow. Thank you for breaking trauma. Thank you for new dreams and visions. Mm. Thank you, Lord. I feel like someone's in here is you're trying to figure out what to do. There's a decision you're trying to make. And you're like, do I go left or right? Do I stay? Do I go? Do I electric slide? I don't know what to do, Lord. If you electric slide, that'd be, that'd be pretty dope, actually. I'd be excited to see that. But what if no matter what you did, you couldn't make a mistake?
What if you knew that if you went left and you were supposed to go right, that the Lord would just get you back left? He's good at that, by the way. I've gone left plenty of times. And he's like, oh, no, this is not. Let's get her over there. There, there you go. Good job. What if you couldn't make a mistake? What would you do? If you couldn't make a mistake, what would you do? Father God, I thank you for your love. And I release your love over every decision that we make, over every dream that we have, over every thought that we think, over every gift that we have. The simple truth of the gospel is that the Father in heaven desires us and he sent his son, Jesus, to die on a cross for us so that we might live and have life more abundantly. Can we just sit in that truth as we, as we go back into worship as, as Pastor Bill comes? Can you sit in the truth that the heavenly father, the one who says Abba, as a matter of fact, let's just do that. Let's just say Abba. Ha! Abba. Wow. Abba. Whoa, Abba Father, that the one who loves you sent his most precious thing in heaven. He's like, what can I give that's more precious than my son for you? What can I do? Oh, I know. Jesus says, I'll go. He's not mad at you. He's given everything for you. He's like, come here, come home, come. My door is open, so is my fridge. Eat as much as you like. <laughs> I know this is, seems so simple, but sometimes the most simple is the thing we need. Doesn't have to be complicated, God's saying come. Come eat at the table, no more scraps. Come sit at the table, pull up a chair, get a knife, get a fork. You have to do the chicken legs with your hands, though, because they're big in heaven. At least I hope they are. Uh, come on now. Food in heaven is going to be amazing. <laughs> but he's saying, come and eat and drink and be with me. So as she begins to worship again, I just want you to do that. Allow the Father to minister to your heart. Allow Jesus to heal every wound. And allow God to love you again. So we bless that in Jesus' name.